Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Erin. And we're we're keeping keeping busy. busy. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That was a long time ago. Was it? Oh, yeah. Kind of. (laughs) It was a week week ago. All right. But it's going to be even longer ago by the time we actually put this up. True. In the future, it will be even further in the past. Whoa. (laughs) That's some trippy mind stuff. What, what? (laughs) Speaking of trippy mind stuff, I was watching uh, Flight of the Navigator with my kids today. That's some trippy mind stuff. I don't know of that. What? What? Are you so much younger than me that you've never watched Flight of the Navigator? That's crazy. Oh my gosh, you have to see it. It's excellent 80s movie. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Hmm. Yeah, you have to watch it now. Can you give me a general synopsis or yeah, like a little kid who's born at the end, the tail end of the seventies, um, goes into the woods to uh, walk his brother home from a friend's house, and gets kind of like tripped up and falls into a ravine. And then when he wakes up after he hits his head, he wakes up and. He's like, oh, and he goes back to his house, except it turns out, even though he hasn't aged at all, it's eight years later. Oh, Everyone he thinks was he's dead. in space? Yeah, he was totally in space. Yes, no, I've seen that. And then the little brother, who's now the older brother, had to do, like, some fireworks at the end. To... Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, you got it. I got it. I That's the one. The That's name. good stuff. That's good family movie stuff. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to. Flight of the Navigator, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> classics. Classics. Oh, goodness. You know what else so, is a classic? What? What's a classic? Chocolate babka. Really? Is it a classic? Because you know what I found in looking up stuff about cho- chocolate babka? What? I don't even think anyone knows what chocolate babka is. What do you mean? Well, um, I don't know if you actually used a recipe that was called chocolate babka, but I accidentally used one that was for chocolate crance cake. And then I was but, trying to dig deeper and find out what is the difference between crance cake and babka. And it's just like all over the place. Like, oh, well, this is babka, but not the babka that I grew up with. And then this is crance cake, but it's the same thing as it's just nonsense. I don't hmm. even think there is a such thing as babka. Uh, so there's a Jewish deli and restaurant very close to my work that has the best vanilla lattes. I don't know how they make their vanilla syrup, but they make it in-house and it's just amazing. And on the counter, they always have cinnamon or chocolate babkas for sale all wrapped up. And I've never actually tried it. So um, it exists and I've seen it for sale. There you go. Well, I know that, for instance, I've mentioned that my sister makes some delicious chocolate babka, and I didn't realize it until after I was done baking mine, but mine did not have a crumb topping, and oh. hers, I remember specifically having like almost a streusel kind of topping on it. Mm-hmm. So The ones I saw for sale didn't, but the recipe I used did call for a streusel topping. So I was actually a little nervous about using the streusel, but it was so good. Spoiler, it was delicious. (laughs) Okay, so I want to know what recipe you used. Send me to your land of recipe. Bob, you send send yours too, so we'll both have it. Tradesies. 
I got mine from cooking New York Times cooking. So the New York Times has a cooking site. And just search for a chocolate babka and you'll get it. And it was very intimidating. It is 14 steps that, uh, what does it say? Four and a half active hours. But really, you do it over a couple days. Wow. It specifically says for one of the rises to let it rise overnight. And then there's an, another rise later on that it said, you know, put it in the fridge or freezer. I don't remember for a certain amount of time or, you know, leave it until the next day. So you can just do this slowly over a long weekend if you want to. Well, it's because it's refrigerated, right? You're going for a really slow rise. Yeah. So as opposed to a lot of bread recipes will have you put it somewhere warm to activate the yeast and make them, you know, do their thing. This is actually having you refrigerate it, not even at room temperature, but refrigerated so that yeast um, is going to be replicating much slower and eating sugar much slower. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take you to make it? Well, do your introduction. Where'd you get it? And how long did it take? I used um, what's called, it's called a better chocolate babka by Smitten Kitchen. So this is where it kind of got confusing because (laughs) so she apparently had done a Martha Martha Stewart chocolate babka previously on this on this web page. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, yeah, like it was good, but it was also like super over the top and it took forever and it was crazy. So she tried to streamline the process and try- find a recipe that was a little easier um, and still tasted good. And she used instead the um, basic recipe for chocolate crantz cakes from, um, I'm not going to say this name right. Otto Lenghi's Jerusalem cookbook. So um, that is the recipe that I used. And it wasn't three days. The first rise was overnight. Um, And then the second rise was only, I think, two or three hours and was not refrigerated. It was just at room temperature. But probably very similar otherwise. I mean, you start with kind of a basic brioche. Um, which is an enriched bread dough. You put the the yeast and the milk and the flour and whatever in, and then you once you have the dough come together, you enrich it with more butter and make sure it all gets worked in there. And, I mean, it's pretty simple when you're using, I think, a stand mixer to make decent brioche. Thank God for stand mixers. Yes. Um, and then once you've got the dough... It was just a matter of refrigerating it, letting it rise, and then rolling it out with the chocolate schmeary stuff. That part was pretty simple, I thought, and straightforward. Did you have any technical difficulties with it? The only difficulty I had with my recipe was that it was too dry. I had to add some extra liquid in, uh, and that made me really nervous because the recipe keeps saying, if the dough is too sticky, add some more flour. And then later on, hey, if you were the dough the is too sticky. Yes. So yeah. that made me really nervous. But um, just you know, slowly read all the instructions and uh, give yourself plenty of time. And it 
it wasn't too bad, um, you know, as far as technical ability is, is concerned. So um, I will say, oh, we should probably describe what a babka is for people who don't know. That so seems... um, when I was doing my research, um, what it basically said was Jewish housewives, and I don't have this on any authority, so don't anybody yell at me. Jewish housewives used to take their leftover brioche dough when they were done making their brioche loaves, and whatever was left over, they would just smear either chocolate stuff in. They would either um, pack in chocolate or cinnamon and sugar and then roll it up into twists and bake those as loaves separately. So this one that we're doing, chocolate babka, um, you can do, I've seen chopped chocolate in here as well, but at least with mine, and I think with yours as well, is what you do is make almost like a chocolate sauce, a very, very thick, spreadable chocolate sauce. Yeah, this one, this recipe is describing it as a fudge filling. Yeah. And it, it also recommends if you don't have time for that to just slather on some Nutella. Mm. Sounds good too. Oh, that sounds good too, yeah. So mine is... My filling was dark chocolate, unsalted butter, powdered sugar, cocoa powder, and optional cinnamon. So you're really just using the butter to keep the chocolate liquid and then adding more cocoa powder and sugar for flavor and consistency, I believe. And then obviously the cinnamon if you want it. And then it becomes very similar to like a cinnamon roll filling except chocolate. Mm Mm-hmm. Mine uh, is very similar filling, except um, there is no uh, powdered cocoa and there's heavy cream. So it did end up as a very fudgy kind of consistency. So like ganache. Yes, ganache. It was delicious. I will say that I did have a little bit of trouble knowing when it was done. Yes. The filling was very dark and the method that was used on the site on my recipe for the decorative chocolate swirl, it's not just roll it up in a tube like a Swiss roll. It's roll it up in a tube like a Swiss roll and then cut it lengthwise in half Mm -hmm. and kind of wrap them around each other so that all of the layers of dough are facing the outside. Um, Mm -hmm. So what ends up being on the outside of your bread is primarily the chocolate filling (laughs) yeah (laughs) with very small layers of dough in between and so with all of that dark chocolate on the outside it was really difficult to get a sense of how the bread itself was baking and so the first time I took it out of the oven it was definitely not cooked and when I realized (laughs) that I had to put it back in and I probably dried it out having to put it back in again but it still tasted good my kids loved it absolutely loved it and um if you can manage to get it in and out of your toaster without making a buttery mess, um, it is super yum reheated with butter on it. Ooh, that does sound good. I didn't try that. but I have the same issue figuring out if it was done or not. Uh, my recipe said to do the toothpick method. We put the toothpick in. Mm. If it's clean when you take it out, uh, then it's done. Which would be great if there weren't 12 layers of fudge in there. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh, this one's fudgy and this toothpick's fudgy. Yeah. I don't know how the heck you were supposed to judge. Which right. Which is all goop. So, um, this recipe that I followed made two nine-inch loaf pans. And I only had one. So, I 
froze half of the dough before making the swirl. And I made one loaf. And that loaf uh, I thought was done. I took it out and just in the middle there were a couple little bits and Squidgy pieces. spots. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. And I ate it anyway and I brought it to work and everybody ate it anyway and everyone was fine. So it's fine. <laughs> the second one <laughs> I cooked longer and I sent that to work with my husband and he said that everyone really enjoyed it. And I, I don't know. I don't actually... I have no idea whether that was cooked properly. I didn't even cut it to see. Yeah. Just baked it and got it out of my house. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my, I'm curious, let me see your recipe. So my recipe has what you described, the roll it up like a Swiss roll, cut it in half lengthwise, twist those together. Then it had a streusel on top. Mm. And then. Sounds as extra as tricky. You, well, not, not too much. Yeah, and then yours has syrup as well. Yeah. So as soon as you take it out of the oven, you're supposed to poke a bunch of holes in it and just pour sugar water syrup so it just soaks right in. And that, it was just delicious. I will oh, say that good. sounds like a great idea, poking holes in it, because it seemed waterproof. Oh, That bread seemed waterproof not. when it came out of the oven, and mine did not say anything about poking it, and I was kind of panicking at this point, because I'm like, is it done? Is it not done? Do I put the stuff on? I don't know. <laughs> And so I'm just like furiously swabbing it with giant amounts of sugar syrup. And I was just like, whatever. But <laughs> I think it's probably similar to cream puffs where it's one of those things you could definitely take a long time to perfect. But the combination of ingredients is going to be really hard to come out terrible. Yeah. You know, you've got, an, really you've got a, a, basically a sweet buttery dough with chocolate filling. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I mean, mine awful. No. No, it's still delicious chocolate. It's still yummy. Dough. Even if you had completely raw dough, you'd still be like, well, taste it. <laughs> A little bit chewy and gooey. One small word of warning. So you roll the two twists up together, mm. and then I had to fold that in half and to fit in the pan. So when I took it out of the pan and put it on a wire rack to dry... If you imagine these twists of fudge and being turned in a U-turn, so all of the fudge had kind of been pushed out of the U-turn into the edges. And so as it was drying, just fudge was just spilling out of the front. Oh. <laughs> it was, and I did eat the pile mm. uh, that it left on, on my counter. But, oh, I definitely do um, too. Just, you know, put some paper towels under it or something. So I also didn't have two nine-inch loaf pans. And as it turns out, I had zero nine-inch loaf <laughs> pans, which I think was also a problem with my um, baking time and knowing whether or not it was cooked because what I actually did was take a nine-by-nine nine and uh. Uh, put two separate pieces of parchment paper in there, kind of like those, I don't know what they're called, uh, those, you know, fabric-y things that they cook French baguettes on. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways, I put them in there so that they were separate, but still in the same 9x9 nine nine pan. And um, I think that also made it a little difficult to make sure that they were cooked because in the middle of the cooking process, I did take them out and move them to the other sides. Like one was on the left, one was on the right, and then I switched them mm-hmm. so that there wasn't, you know, one doughy side of each thing. But um, it did make it a little tricky. I would have rather do it correctly in the same in the right pan and i did 
miss the streusel topping. So I, in the future, if I were going to make it again, I would definitely, if I were going to use the same recipe, I would find a recipe that also had streusel topping so I could steal the streusel topping recipe. Put it on. Bam. Bam. I'm sending you some pictures. Oh, it's beautiful. Yours looks like bread. Oh, that was another thing. I did actually have one more problem. So my bread tasted fine. And by the time I did take it out, it was cooked, which was nice. But I think on the second proofing, my house was too cold. And I didn't leave it overnight because it says, cover loosely with a clean kitchen towel and let rise in a... Oh, that's yours. Whoops. Mine says the same thing. (laughs) that's why i was confused (laughs) um for the second rise it says cover um in a warm place for one and a half hours until it puffs up again and it didn't really rise the second time so you know like the great british baking show likes to say it was underproved by the time it went into the oven so i didn't get like fluffy wonderful bread the combination of it being underproved and going into the oven for a second time to cook <laughs> made it kind of flat and dry, but it was still okay. tasty. I was disappointed mm-hmm. in it, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a perfect job. Um, I sent you a picture of the cross section. You can it see looks there's very a couple, nice. couple gooey areas in there. Oh, yeah, and I can maybe see. Maybe it's not. Paul but Hollywood over- would definitely poke those. I, I ate it. It was delicious. I don't care. Mm. Um, it, and, the loaf itself looks really beautiful. You, you can see where the bread itself has puffed up and the mm-hmm. streusel looks super yum. The streusel was really good. I did that thing again where I left all of my photos on my... You sent... Were the, the pictures that you sent me earlier, were those... Those were just from the ends. Oh, okay. So I made... Uh, it says to cut the last half inch off of each loaf. And you can either tuck them in somewhere in the loaf pan or you can cook them separately. So I decided to cook them separately in little muffin cups for my little muffin monkeys, my children's. <laughs> I did not do that. So I just had rough edges. That's okay. Mm. Tasty little chocolate swirls. It does look pretty, though. The yeah, it swirlies. came out really good. I'm so proud of myself. This was the scariest recipe ever so nice how like you can see your bread though mine was definitely 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 needed to puff up more and i even went out and got the active dry yeast the instant oh, yeah. dry yeast because it was like it will not work with regular stupid in your refrigerator for three years yeast and i was like oh but that's bad because my has been in my refrigerator for like six years so it's definitely not gonna work and then it still didn't work and i was really mad it took a lot of rising. I did like this recipe um, as a mother of a young child. Uh, I I think I made the fudge in the streusel one day. And the next day I did the first couple steps, mm-hmm. which didn't take very long. Then it rise for one to two hours so I can go do whatever. You come back, you just punch it down and then back in the refrigerator overnight. So yours rose three times? Uh, yes, there were three you rises. You rose it, punched it, rose it overnight, and then formed it and rose it again? Yes, there were three <gasps> rises. What? There's a lot of downtime in this recipe. Holy cannoli. Uh, 
And it, it does explain too that you can, let me see, the fudgy filling can be made up to a week ahead, stored in the fridge. The streusel can be made up to three days ahead, stored mm. in the fridge. So um, it really is one of those things where you can slowly do it over time. It's not like you're dedicating your whole day yeah. to making this amazing bread. And I like that. Would you make it again? Yes, I would. How about you? I would definitely. I'm actually like, I was a little disappointed with how it came out. So part of me is like, ah, I don't want to bake for a while. And then the other part of me is like, I'm totally going to kick that Bobka's butt and make like (laughs) an awesome Bobka, but just not, you know, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't go to other people's house very often, but I think if I went to, I don't know, like a potluck or a brunch or something, then this would be something that would be impressive and mm. not too stressful for me. Yeah, I agree. It definitely looks like some, it's, you know, better looking than bringing, say, just a regular coffee cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, I made a coffee cake. That's not basic. <laughs> Like, thank you. This goes straight in the trash. Where's my vodka? Oh. <laughs> oh. <sighs> so what else have you been up to? Are you doing more crafty things? You making people outfits and hats and crazy stuff? <gasps> yes, I yes, am. Yes, you are. I am. Tell me all about it. Baby's first birthday. Baby's first birthday. I'm doing that thing where I try and do too much and then I hate myself at the end. But I'm not at the end yet, so yay. Yay. It's all fun and games until... We want to, yeah. <laughs> Until a week I remember that well. I've done that a couple times as well. <clears throat> Minecraft birthday party. What? That was a nightmare. <laughs> but it, it, all the pictures look really impressive. Thank you. So, uh, baby's first birthday is in about, what is it, five weeks, six weeks? So, we just sent out invitations. It's a tea party theme, which is going to be so cute. Uh, and clearly, I've just always personally wanted to throw a tea party with Who tiny cakes hasn't? and little finger sandwiches. And I don't, I mean, baby doesn't care, so I'm throwing myself a tea party. Right? And exactly. her name on it. It's just such a good excuse to throw a tea party. That's mm-hmm. it. And so it's like, I, oh, yeah. Hey, look, your kid is also here. And yeah. happy birthday, kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I have three little finger desserts planned. I'm going to go for, I think, four little finger sandwiches. Haven't selected those yet. Um, And then someone is helping, has made me clotted cream, and maybe she can talk about that on her time because I'm so excited to try that. Oh, I I hope it, I hope it's something that you like because apparently it's caused quite a divide in, (gasps) in my home so far. What is the debate? Um, so I think clotted cream is crazy good. Yes. And correct. Um, I've had the jarred version of clotted cream, and you're like, okay, it's cool because it's super thick and feels decadent and luxurious. But also, to be frank, like the little jars kind of taste funky. Ooh. They kind they kind of taste a little off. And you're taste like, yeah, no. Shade. I, I, I like this. I mean, it doesn't really taste like feet. Um, <laughs> so I was really hoping that when I made clotted cream, it would just taste fresh and delicious. And as far as I'm concerned, it is 
catnip. It was like <laughs> del- it came out really yummy. So I went to uh, I got milk from Highlawn Farms, which is not ultra pasteurized. Actually, it's heavy cream. It's not ultra pasteurized because apparently you can't really use ultra pasteurized dairy to make clotted cream Mm -hmm. and this wasn't and on top of that it's uh this milk comes from jersey cows which have a higher percentage of fat in the cream anyway um so it was super easy though because all you have to do is i used my instant pot because that's my new go-to kitchen gadget for everything and i found out you can make clotted cream in the instant pot so i was all about it Put it in the Instant Pot, bring it up to temperature, and then just leave it at that temperature for, I think, the recipe is at eight hours. And you open it up, and you're like, nothing happened, what the heck? But then you stick it in the refrigerator, and all of the fats and the proteins, like, separate out. And underneath, you have all the whey, and it's basically just, like, milk underneath. And then the Mm -hmm. top is this super thick rich in between the flavor of butter and whipped cream kind of consistency and i'm not sure if this is because it cooked for so long or if it's supposed to be like this but it also had a little bit of the nutty flavor of brown butter oh so it has that little tiny bit of caramelized kind of nuttiness but not you know if you sometimes you make brown butter and you brown the butter and you're like oh <laughs> that was a little too far yeah it's not like that it's just like the good kind oh i'm so excited to try it yeah so we've so far obviously i had to make scones to mm-hmm. go with it i made uh just plain kind of british style scones and we had the clotted cream and apricot jam oh and sounds good that was delicious. And we've also smeared it on the chocolate babka, which was also oh. a win. <laughs> and um, English muffins and pretty much eating, eating it with my fingers, you know, whatever. But, um, so, oh, but the, the debate is, I guess not everybody, it's not really everyone's <clears throat> cup of tea. Hmm. So Ha-ha. I had some visitors to my home try it and they were just like, no, nah, not really for me. What? I don't know. What? I don't understand it. That's nonsense. And my children, are, they tasted it at first and they were all about it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, this is clotted cream and blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, I don't like clotted cream. They just decided. I don't like, no. I don't like clotted cream. I'm like, oh, because you just ate that giant blob of it for no apparent reason because it was so <laughs> terrible. Aw. <laughs> your clotted cream. Yeah. But now I'm a little nervous because I you know volunteer to make it for your party and if people come and eat the clotted cream they're like this is just yucky well, they can shove it and yeah. i'll eat it there you go i don't care i am so excited i have only had clotted cream maybe i think twice maybe three times um i did we had a, a week vacation in london and we did tea time you know uh, a couple times while we were there and they had the clotted cream to spread on the scones and I just had never had it before and it was just a magical fluffy thing that I thought I would never get again <laughs> and and now and now you're providing that for me and thank you so much 
Oh for man, the I hope it, like I'm not even sure I've ever had legitimate clotted cream because I've never been to England. I had clotted cream on a cruise once, mm. but I was like, this is kind of like whipped cream, so I don't really know if this is real or not. So <laughs> this is really the only experience I have with clotted cream. I can't even remember what it tastes like. I just remember the experience, you know? Yeah. It was just that amazing. It tastes like everything good about dairy. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's like if you took all of the dairies that you like and then condensed all of the good parts of them into one fluffy, spreadable wonder. Mmm. It's perfect. So, um... On top of all the food products, I am I made some uh, fascinators, which are like the little hats that you'll sometimes see in um, when the British people dress up nice, in the royal weddings and all those things. <laughs> uh, so I've I've made five of them right now, and I think I'm just gonna keep making them oh my because I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I don't know if at the end I'll have enough to hand out to all the guests because I accidentally invited too many people. <laughs> so you should always count before you send out invitations instead of just adding people willy-nilly and then clicking send and then thinking about it. Oh, well, how many if, did I just send out? Oh, my goodness. Oops. Whoops. Children are people, too. I should have counted them. And, oops. <laughs> anyway. uh, but um, so my original plan was to make a... A hat for all the guests and people could pick them up on the way in and then I invited too many people and I just don't know if that's physically possible but just because I'm enjoying it I'm gonna keep making hats until I you run out of time it. <laughs> <laughs> or I see, yeah or I stop enjoying it and then uh, I'll give it out to my favorite people and not tell anyone else that I made them and that's my plan I guess there, there you go <laughs> At the very end, you just minimum, need to make sure that the important people come at the very beginning, if not early, and you give right. them out, and then nobody knows that you gave them out. It's just like, yeah. oh, we just had these hats. Yeah. Did you not see the fine print where you were supposed to bring your own? Yeah. Make your own and bring it. Yes. So, um, my baby is definitely going to have one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a picture of hers. Uh, pretty much all of the hats are monochromatic. But uh, birthday girl gets a rainbow hat. Ooh. It's got uh, ribbons down the back. Oh, really that is cute. so cute. And then I'm going to send bejeweled. you one more. This is, this is the one that I'm most proud of, I think. Except I made this one's black. And then after I made it, I realized that one of the cloth flowers, I have a couple cloth flowers. Wow, it's actually that is navy cool. blue. It's navy blue and not black. That's true, but it still it still goes. Actually, I think it's nice. I think it could even use like another navy blue accent somewhere on the other side. Anyway, that one's cool. That one's neat. So I'm having a lot of fun. How are you how are you doing these? Is it just like fun with hot glue day? Pretty much. I bought like a pack of uh, blank headbands, mm-hmm. and I have ribbon. I have feathers. I have um, cloth flowers and real, not real flowers, but um, uh, just like fake flowers you can get at Michael's or whatever, and some some beads and things, and so it's, oh, and tulle. I bought a, a rainbow assortment of tulle. 
So the tool gives a little structure and uh, a lot of hot glue, pretty much. So did you glue on all those beads along the ribbon on that one? Um, I sewed those on. That's intense. Just some really, like, long, basic stitches while watching TV. Yeah. So. Still super cool. I I was thinking that one would be mine, so I wanted to add a lot of extra detail. Because I'm mourning the loss of my baby. That's that's very fair. (laughs) I, I wasn't sure if the mother wearing, like, a black hat as if she was mourning would be funny people would uh, how people would feel about that but i was intending the black one to be mine so we'll see anyway i love them Thank and i'm you. very excited about this party and i'm so glad i'm invited I i'm invited right excited. i'm kidding i got my invite <laughs> yes yes you are but so what else have you been up to besides claudia cream um, I can't remember. Nothing? Uh, maybe nothing. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I did the babka, which took me forever to do. Yeah. I did the clotted cream. I did the scones. I did nothing else. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I feel like I've done stuff. Oh, I mean, that was a lot of stuff that you just listed, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, it's like such a letdown from last time. Remember last time I was like... Oh my gosh, I baked like three different things and then I sewed something and I knitted something and I whatever. <sighs> You're expected to have like have a break every once in a while, so it's all right. Okay. You're doing a great job. Thanks, you too. Thank you. But now what? Now what? I think you know. I do know. Do you know what time of year it is? It's Girl cookie Scout time, cookie, time. It's cookie time. It's cookie time. <laughs> I purchased two box boxes of um, Girl Scout cookies. I got my Samoas, which they don't call them that anymore, because I think that's culturally insensitive. Oh. I forget what they call them. Caramel uh, Delights. Yeah, Caramel Delights. And they then I got... not mention my- the coconut anymore. No. That's just an accident. Oops, we spilled some coconut on here. And then Hope I got my like Thin Mints. coconut, because there it is in your mouth. <laughs> I like the coconut. Uh, so I got the Caramel Delights and the Thin Mints. My husband doesn't like either of those. He got the, uh, I don't remember the names, the Lemon Shortbread. Oh got my those. gosh, you people, what is wrong with all of you? What did you get? We all know that the superior Girl Scout cookie is the Doxy Dough. Um, the Doxy Dough the is Do-Si-Do. good. The, wait, is that the, the one that's a... Shortbread with peanut butter and dipped in chocolate? No, gross. Those are like <laughs> peanut butter patties or some other lame name. No, no. No, the dosi dough is two crunchy peanut butter oatmeal cookies with oh, right. the peanut butter sandwich in between. Mm-hmm. And if you eat one of these and you say to yourself, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but it's a crunchy <laughs> peanut butter oatmeal cookie sandwich and not much else to it, what you actually have to do, because this is mind-blowing, Okay. Is you need to dip it into a cup of coffee and eat what? it. Yes. I have never oh heard gosh. of such a thing. So it sounds very strange to have peanut butter and coffee together. I mean, it sounds not bad, but it doesn't sound like it's a flavor that would rock your world. Agreed. But I'm telling you, I could eat a whole box, a whole box in one <laughs> sitting 
with this methodology. Okay. My problem with the dosey dose is because each cookie sandwich is one unit, but they take up so much space that when you open the box, you get fewer cookie units per box than mm, other boxes. Yes, that would so explain. So I feel like I'm getting ripped off. How they disappear so quickly. But yes. if you think of it this way, if you take just the cookies themselves, right, mm-hmm. and you stack the cookies, like say the caramel delights, mm-hmm. not only are they dome shaped or really they're like a half torus they're like a half half donut shape right uh-huh, uh-huh. So they got a flat side but then they've got a dome side not only do they have a domed side which is not going to give you the maximum cookie cross section but they uh-huh. also have a hole in the middle which makes yeah, even less true. cookie so if you look at how much cookie can be packed in a single stack of those cookies, and my cookies are flat on top, flat on the bottom, and filled in the middle, <laughs> bam, no. I just solved the equation of why <laughs> there's the Superior Girl Scout well, cookie. Then, well, then in that case, the Thin Mint should win because they're super skinny and you can get a billion in there. I would agree that Thin Mints are definitely up there on the Girl Scout. Yeah. Trefoils do not make the cut at all for no. me. No, I mean, why even bother? No. You're just wasting your money. You really are. Like, don't anybody buy those anymore? Because if you really, if you don't buy them, they will be forced to come up with something new. They yep. have to make their monies. <laughs> they need to buy all their badges. I think it's the saddest thing ever, though, that um, they don't have to come door to door anymore. Yeah, that is very sad. Because, I mean... It's kind of like if Christmas could happen all year and all you had to do is call Santa and be like, today is the day that I want my Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. You open the door and it already feels like someone gave you a gift. Even though you're going to be the one who pays for it, you're like, yes, you're here. I've been waiting. Oh, give me your cookies, little girl. Yeah. But now it's like all you got to do is like go <laughs> online call like the number that's at your local town hall is like oh this is the girl scout cookie number for getting food so i think it's kind of a letdown but i started taking public transportation 100 percent for my work commute and the girl scouts are hanging out inside the subway stations now oh so you can find them but then if i already bought my girl scout cookies then there's like these adorable little girl scouts trying to sell me delicious cookies and I gotta like tell them no a lot. It's kind of like during sad. Christmas when you give to the Goodwill bucket and then they're still there. It's like I swear like, I, I really got did it. give money. I did. <laughs> so I am on the official Girl Scouts website with the cookies from I am also looking at <laughs> <laughs> I am also okay. doing that. And I'm also looking at this Girl Scout s'mores one that I have never seen before. Okay, there's two Girl Scout s'mores listed. Um, the one on the left, I have uh, someone at my work had a box on their desk, and I tried them. It's like a graham cracker with the hint of a marshmallow. Like it suggests maybe there might be marshmallow somewhere in the room, but you can't taste <laughs> the marshmallow. And it's just dipped in chocolate. And it's like no, that's that's dumb. I don't see that anywhere. I'm on the I'm on the Little Brownie Baker's website. Send me your website so I can see these two s'mores. I only see one s'mores. Okay. I think um, it's something like uh, geographic stuff. Different parts of the world get different Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I think that's bologna, by the way. Yeah. 
I don't understand that. Because I remember looking at a Girl Scout, um, like, little pamphlet thing once, and it had these pineapple coconut cookies, and I was all about it, and they were not available anywhere around me, Hmm. which made me very angry. Oh, yeah. So it explains right here. Girl Scout Council councils contract with one of two licensed bakers whose recipes and ingredients may differ slightly. Hmm. These are drastically different cookies. They are. you are. on there? Yes, I'm looking at them. One of them is basically a, f- a fudge graham cracker, which they sell at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. But apparently there's like this super thin layer of, of icing-y stuff that's, again, just the barest indication of marshmallowiness. Yeah. And then the other one's like, that. look at me, I'm a s'mores, you just didn't have to cook me. Oh, tag-alongs. That's what the peanut butter shortbread... Yeah, but you see they also have another name, much like the Caramel Delights. It says peanut butter patties, tag-alongs. But yeah. There's the do-si-dos. Thin mints are, I mean, you know, they sell basic kind of imitations of these in the grocery store. Yeah. But really, the Girl Scout cookie ones are just better. And Mm -hmm. there's no explanation for it. I've never seen the thanks a lot cookie. Me neither. It just looks like a shortbread with the chocolate back. Sounds mm. yummy though. Does. Caramel chocolate chip. Never seen that one either. No. That's boring though. <sighs> now I want cookies though, which is good because that's what we're going to be making next time. We're going to make some Girl Scout knockoffs. Girl Scout knockoffs. Woohoo. Don't worry, Girl Scouts who are out there, because we still spend plenty of money on your actual cookies. Yes, I Believe promise. Believe me. <laughs> I, I will need to get more dosy so I that I can so keep them. I have so many my... boxes. Because <laughs> I need to put them in my freezer and have them all year round. That's what I did, not this year, but I think last year or the year before, I don't remember. I bought like six boxes, maybe more. And I was going to say I was six so boxes nervous. did not last all year. <laughs> well, if it's just me eating them. Ah, yes. Because my husband doesn't like the same flavors. Um, and I was so nervous that I would run out of them that I was really rationing <laughs> each box. Yes. Until they went bad. And, well, they didn't really go bad. I'm just kidding. They, but they got old and you were like, no, nah, yeah. not as good as they were before. Yeah. I was very so. angry at my husband because... Uh-oh. He said to me the other day, hey, do you have any cash on you? And I said, yes. He's like, oh, great, because I need to bring it in. I bought some Girl Scout cookies at work. And I got very, very excited. (laughs) And I was like, oh, how much money do you need? What kind of cookies did you get? Did you get Dozy Doze? I hope you got Dozy Doze. Dozy Doze are my favorite. (laughs) And he's like, uh. And he had to break the news to me. That he only bought two boxes of cookies. They were not my favorite cookies. And it didn't matter that they weren't my favorite cookies because they weren't coming home. Oh, <laughs> They were going to be office cookies. Oh, no. That right there needs a couple's counselor. Right. Doghouse. That is doghouse material right there. You cannot repair that kind of broken trust right there. Oh, my gosh. Crestfallen. Is how I would describe how I felt. Did you Just say crestfallen? Crestfallen. <laughs> I thought you were That's making a, a real baking term. pun. Baking pun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I felt like I had been overproved and then I deflated. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing this hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah. So, do you want to make the same cookies or since we have different favorites? We shouldn't be forced to make what's not our favorite. But on the other hand, I have actually made dosey dos multiple times before. Mm. So maybe I need to try something new. Maybe what we need to do is make each other's favorites and see if we can make them better <laughs> and change <laughs> our minds. Oh. Or we could just try one of these that neither of us has tried. I thought you were going to be like, oh, make each other's favorites and then do like a cookie swap. Oh, yeah, we could do that. It's like, here, here's half of your favorite and half of my favorite. gift. Okay. Or we could do tagalongs and make them an sock. <laughs> Gross. It's like a peanut butter cup that accidentally swallowed a cookie. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. Except the peanut butter is like somehow weirder. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... It is something about the peanut butter in the cookie that makes it bad. Because other than that, it's just a shortbread dipped in chocolate that I can't go wrong. But yeah, I don't know if it's the quality of peanut butter that they use or what. But I that don't ruins know. it somehow. It's like super creamy peanut butter and it's kind of too creamy peanut butter. It's like... Bleh. Do you remember <laughs> when Twix used to have peanut butter Twix? Yes. So, I mean, these are basically like a peanut butter Twix because it's a shortbread cookie covered with peanut butter, covered with chocolate. Right. Do you know that they don't really sell peanut butter Twix anymore? I guess I haven't been... Yeah, when's the last time you saw a peanut butter Twix? You want to know why? No one liked them. Weird. Those flavors should go. I don't know why they don't. I don't know either. I think it's something about what you have to do to make, you know, peanut butter shelf stable or something. Oh, okay. Forever. That would make sense to me. I'm kind of tempted to do Thin Mints. I was just going to say that too. Really? Let's do Thin yeah. Mints. All right. We're going to do Thin Mints. Okay. That seals the deal. We did it. Yay. <laughs> Join us next time when we um, make delicious Thin Mints and everyone succeeds and we never have to buy a box of Girl Scout cookies again, but we still will. <gasps> I feel like we've been on a roll. Haven't we been on a roll for like making things? Oh, did you jinx it? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. We did choose chocolate babka because we thought we would fail because it was too difficult. I mean, I kind of did fail. Eh, Mine wasn't cooked all the way through, but I'm counting it as a success. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we both failed. We both we liked eating them, so I mean, that's really a win for everybody. No one got sick while eating it, and that's a win. Yes, exactly. And we are going to succeed next time because we're going to make delicious Thin Mint cookies. That's right. And everyone should go to our Facebook web page. Uh-huh. Did I say that right? Sure. <laughs> Facebook page. Facebook page. Sometimes I know how to internet, sometimes not so much. <laughs> And um, because I will be posting my photos and you will be posting your photos and you guys can all be like, what? I totally need to make Chocolate Babka because really it is fantastic looking. That's right. And you can send us an email if you have any good knockoff Thin Mint recipes. We would love to look at them. Uh, So email those to keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. Do it. Mm -hmm. Do it. We would 
really appreciate it. Yes. And please thank you. Until next time when everybody is going to be sending us their wonderful emails and comments and likes and all of that beautiful stuff. Until the next time we meet, we'll be keeping busy. busy.